Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Exodus versus Tyranny. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Friday, January 7th. (laughs) And we're still living in the world of, of the insane. It's fantastic. And the lunatics continue to run this asylum with more and more crazy stuff going on. And, of course, as we know, Ted Cruz has now completely incinerated his career. (laughs) Good riddance, Mr. Ted, I'll tell you right now. But we still do have a great Ted left in our ranks, and that's Ted Nugent, who rock and rolls the world and stands for 2A like nobody. And, by the way, I think um, Shemaine Nugent's probably going to come on next week, which will be great, along with some other surprises, which I'll talk about here in just a moment. Okay, so before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, forward slash Bards. That's the Bards Nation landing page on MyPillow. All sorts of great savings. Your promo code is Bards, B-A-R-D-S. That landing page gives you some of the great featured savings that are going on right now. 40% off on my slippers, doggy beds on sale. You've got six-piece towel set for $39.99. Buy one, get one free Giza sheets, which are absolutely incredible. The towels are fantastic. And, of course, 75% off on the classic my pillow all of those things put together make give you a great night's sleep plus there's hundreds of products across the my pillow site they're incredible so if you head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards use your promo code bards you can use it anywhere on the my pillow site you can use it on the frank speech site and you can use it on the my store site for all sorts of great savings and that brings us to if you really need to speak to a human being Rather than speaking, doing this all online, you can call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939 to speak to a Patriot Pillow counselor, and they'll take care of you forever. Never, no more psychiatry ever needed again. Just get some good sleep one night and all the nights with your MyPillow stuff. So check it out. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. Also, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That is the home of the Bard's branded coffee designed for your health and mental focus. It's a fantastic product, what I consider to be the coffee for our time. You can find that plus a whole complement of products that are designed to work together to reclaim our health sovereignty. That begins with the coffee, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That includes as well the gut health triad to help heal and seal your gut. The Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract. We have Earth, which is a full body supplement and nutrient mix. Mix it with with water, like a shake, and drink it once a day. That's all you're going to need for your vitamins and nutrients. And we have Pure 47, which is the most refined silver extract currently on the market to isolate pathogens across your body, including the full complement of SARS-CoV nonsense that's floating out here. So head on over to Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com for a full complement of products and what I consider to be the best warrior coffee currently on the market. I use all of these products just so it's full disclosure. I believe in them. I think they're fantastic products. Finally, TheFoundersBible.com, TheFoundersBible.com. You can use your promo code to get 20% off when you check out in the coupon section. Your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. B-A-R-D-S. Thefoundersbible.com is an NASB 1995 edition with so many of our founding documents worked within the scriptures so that we can actually experience an amazing lesson in history while also reading the Word of God. We have the, a great translation. NASB 1995 has become my preferred translation. As you all know, I have been an ESV reader, but now I'm an NASB 1995 reader. And what we discover as we go through our founding documents and scripture, the way this was brilliantly put together, is how much scripture was part of a living language for our founding fathers. So check that out at thefoundersbible.com, forward, or not forward, but thefoundersbible.com, and your promo code is BARDS for 20% off. So Patriots, I need to clear up a couple of things right off the top. Okay, so uh, there was an interview that was done 
Um, and that interview was done by 107 over on Delora O'Brien. And I got a bunch of emails today and asking me in some texts, asking me what was going on because Juan mentioned that he had been in, had received a text from somebody that was well known in Oregon. <laughs> so just to be clear, I've been talking to Juan today. We haven't really talked much um, since actually early December. And the last time we really exchanged texts goes back quite a ways, actually. It goes back to uh, the beginning of December. But uh, I texted him today and I just said, you know, just wanted to clear, we needed to clear some things up. And because I don't know anything about a feud between us, because that's what people were saying. And I'm like, there's no feud between one and I. And there is not, in fact, um, whatever that reference was. So let's dispel that and put an end to that. Uh, I am going to have one on the show next week. He's going to come on and we'll figure it out. It'll be sometime next week or early or the week after. But um, anyway, just let's, if you hear it, tamp it out because we don't need any more drama. And, uh, and that's just the way it is. So no drama. And um, I, I'm like, I'm like this. I don't, you know, we all have different p- positions. Some people love one. Some people hate me. <laughs> <laughs> we just know that that's okay. Um, but I just, I, I don't want, and Juan's an, is a voice in the movement and he and I get along great. So I'm going to have him on the show and we're going to talk about a lot of things. And like all things we discern, we discern, we discern, right? So no drama end of drama and I'm ending it right now. So that's it. There is no problem, no issue between Juan and I done. End of story. Check that box. Moving on to next subject. Okay. So, and, uh, and the, just so you know, Patriots, I don't waste time on stuff like this, meaning like if there's a problem, we want to get it out, we'll talk about it and move on. That's why I'm bringing it up because I saw it prop too many times today. And I appreciate this is a compliment to everybody. It is a huge statement on Bards Nation. So thank you. You are all extremely attentive and focused and you really do pay attention to details. And I really appreciate all of you out there expressing the concern. And so, again, we'll just, like, brush it under the rug. Okay, next. I've made some very clear positions on where I am with President Trump. We're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight on some different angles. But here's the deal. I want you to be very clear about this. And we're going to talk a lot about this tonight in the Fisher Show about agape, agape love. But I want to just hit this. I've said this all along. And I, I put all in for President Trump in 2016, 2015, 2016, 17, 18. Where I'm standing today, we're not walking on the same path, okay? And that has, it centers on the position of the vax because I can't support that position. It's not tenable for me. But this is what I want to make very, very clear. I have an open offer, a standing offer for President Trump to come on this show. I would welcome it at any point. I will treat him with the respect of the president that he is. But the catch is that we are going to talk hard topics. There's not going to be any softball questions. There's not going to be anything out here that's we're going to walk right into these topics and I'm going to press hard. So there's too much of this soft glove nonsense going on. President Trump is our president. By election, he was rightfully voted in, but there has to be a lot of hard discussions and hard questions. So I'm putting that out there. If anybody wants to put that out there to President Trump's team, you can pass this along. It is an open ticket, but the one thing I will absolutely not budge on is these are going to be hard questions, and we're going to get into numbers on this vax. We're going to look at how many people have been injured, how many people have died, and we're going to talk about consequences and we're going to get into the EOs that he were signed, starting with the EO in 2019 that approved the, the mobilization of the mRNA to vaccine process. And I'm also going to get into all the things. There's not going to be anything unhidden if he comes on the show. We're going to talk about Ivanka going to the World Economic Forum, talking about the new labor and the fourth generation, fourth industrial revolution. We're going to talk about what the fourth industrial revolution looks like and talk about his understanding of mRNA and the whole thing. So. That ticket, that that offer is open to President Trump anytime that he would like to come on this show. I respect the man, and I will always respect him for what he has done, for where he got us to the awakening. 
but I cannot continue forward without having a truthful conversation and what this means going forward. I don't know that it'll happen, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going to turn away from it. And I sure as heck am not going to not announce it because I want, I want the, the opportunity for truth to come here. That's that simple. Okay. So that's, that's just so I'm clear on where I'm at. I'm not going to shy away from a good discussion. Come on, Patriots, you know me. That's better than that. <laughs> I will always try. So I, I'll tell you, I've said it all along. President Trump could stop this nonsense with a single tweet. I wish I could. I, I'd be out there. My first tweet would be something like, you're stupid. <laughs> I don't think I'd win a lot of favor, though. They'd be like, what, 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 what are, we, what are you talking about? Um, if you took the vax, you're stupid. They'd be like blowing up, but that wouldn't be that wouldn't be too much fun, would it? Hey, so here's we're going to dig in tonight. Um, what I want to talk about tonight, which is really just kind of an open, it's going to be kind of a free flowing conversation tonight uh, about this idea of exodus versus tyranny. And I want to read you something. I'm not going to. You can see it. It's on the Gab site. It's listed. It was a comment posted under one of my Gab posts recently a post that was done six days ago that was set titled as COVID is a lie. And I'm reading this. I want you to hear that I'm reading this response under this respectfully. Okay, I'm not here to bash anybody. The the, the response that they wrote me on this is a very legitimate position, but I kind of want to walk through this to lead into this idea of tyranny versus exodus, okay? So this response... um, which was actually the, this, the name is Drew Nuremberger. They posted this a few days ago. And they said this, and they, and they were very respectful. They said, I would like to comment on the mood of your show lately. I'm not saying you're right or wrong about Trump. I don't know, but I'll say, I, but I'll say demoralizing people solves nothing. You sound like Tokyo Rose saying all hope is lost for America. Starting our own economy, planting gardens, and breaking away won't work either. Your homestead will be raided by feds. Every war needs a leader. For now, that, for now, that leader is Trump, who has to make difficult decisions, which may lead to casualties but are necessary because it's the least costly option. Remember Winston Churchill's decision to allow Germany to bomb Coventry, which led to the deaths of thousands, even though he had intercepted messages that tipped him off. Preventing the air raid would have alerted Germany to the fact that we had possession of the Enigma machine and could decode all German coded messages. Maybe that's what Scavino was referring to when he posted the photo of Trump looking for at Churchill's portrait, Coventry. Okay. This is a sort of discussion that I've been kind of hitting around, and this is a great example, and I, I understand this sort of perspective, but I'm not going to stand with it, all right? There's a lot of difference, first of all, in the examples of Churchill and Trump. And the whole idea here is the consequences we're, we're talking about here are thousands versus millions. I understand that we are in a war. I completely get that. But I also want to point out a few things here. Um, we have the EO that goes out in, in September of 2019, which mobilizes the vaccine producers, the pharmaceutical companies to start producing these mRNA vaccines. All of this is fine within the context as if Trump, President Trump had done this during office and knowing that he, we were going to deal with a crisis on November 3rd. The problem is that we're long past that point. And the discussions that President Trump himself is having openly now has nothing to do with saving lives. In He is pushing the idea of taking the vax. In fact, he has openly said to people, take the vax. And he has said that I won't mandate it, but has also said that I would have persuaded people to take it. That takes it out of the context of trying to fight within an enemy's lines. We're long past that point. Okay, this is where we have to get into the discussions of motive and we have to and I'm not going to do that. I did that last night. and I did that all day yesterday. Okay, I understand this makes people feel very uncomfortable. It really does, because there's been a lot of weight and hope put on President Trump, which comes into this discussion here, because one of the key things that this responder said, and it's a it's a very respectful post. I'm being very honest with this. I'm not I'm not assaulting this person, but I'm just giving you my very clear view on where I think we're getting misled 
it says, for now the leader is Trump. Well, actually, no. <laughs> I'm not a leading. The leader is not President Trump. In fact, we can kind of look at that very clearly uh, from a another point of view, which was the proclamation of Law Day, which he signed on April 29th of 2020. And this is down in the fourth, one, two, three, fourth paragraph of this. And it states very clearly, this is his his proclamation he signed. We know that our republic can continue to shine as a beacon of liberty only if Americans diligently defend our Constitution and ensure that its limits are strongly enforced. He didn't say he would. He said we would. In fact, what goes on in that paragraph is the discussion of what his administration has done as the executive branch. Okay? So, our leader, we're, if you're going to follow the leadership of men, you're going to walk into where they go. And at this point in time, our leadership is exec- essentially non-existent. Putting our trust and faith in God and through Christ I think for some people is very difficult because it becomes very nefarious. It's like, I don't see the person. You're talking about listening and following somebody that I pray to that I can't hear. That's where the problem is. Because God is very intimate and and very willing to talk to all of us if we learn how to hear and we're willing to listen and hear. And once that happens, we are now back in the well place of where we should be, which is the only king we have is Christ Jesus, and the only leader overall is God. This country was established by the Declaration of Independence with God on the throne, which is in this day and age in an agnostic culture and a church system that has been driven by agnostic beliefs, essentially that sitting in the pew and being guilty about your life and throwing some money in a, in a tin pot for them to collect your money to pay the bills, that's our concept of a relationship with Christ Jesus. That is not the way Christ had it intended. We were to have a very intimate and powerful relationship with him as if it's a living, loving intimacy with Christ as a living, breathing human being. When we get to that point and we start to hear that voice, that solves much of this problem. The final point I'll make on this, if we were to abide by this as President Trump being our leader, I'm going to water down to basically what directives have been given to the patriots for this last year. And the first one was on January 6th, which was to go home. After the end of the day, he told everybody to leave D.C. and to go home. The second directive that President Trump has emphasized over and over this year is take the vax. I'm sorry if that ruffles feathers, but I'm not sorry. Because that's the simple fact of what the leadership has been over this last year. And that's not a leadership that I'm going to pay attention to at all. So... That said, okay, we have to take off the rose-colored glasses to look very clearly on where we are, and this is not an easy thing to do. And that means we have to look clearly at the world and be very objective about it. Now, last night I also spoke about Kazakhstan, in particular of Astana. And Astana, or Nur, Nur Sultan, which is also was called, is the capital for the New World Order. And there's a number of things that have, as I've kind of put them together today, including a a news report earlier, which is important, which was that the Grand Lodge, which is a Masonic Lodge in Ohio, burned down last night. Okay, now this is a whole series of Masonic Lodges that have been mysteriously being torched across North America. And at the same time, in Astana, there is this civil war raging, and the parliamentary buildings, the president's building are all being torched. Well, start my morning off, a sergeant major that I used to work with, a great sergeant major. In fact, we and I were working next to each other in Afghanistan, and then we worked together again when I was at Fort Meade texted me this morning with some intelligence details, and it was a confirmation of what I had said last night. That Kazakhstan is literally, the insurgency in Kazakhstan is being organized and manipulated by MI5 out of England. And that the Russians are now putting troops down on the ground to put out this insurgency. And what that's showing me is that, once again, 
We've got the bank. What I'm basically seeing is the banking cartels, which will take us to the Illuminati, like I was saying last night, are trying to wage a two-front war on Russia. What, is Russia, what did Russia do that pissed everybody off that's in the banking world? In particular, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the, the higher-ups above that. Putin kicked out the central bankers. And if you historically look at what happened the last time that occurred, that was, in, that was Peter the Great. Well, they waged a whole war against Russia, and then later they, they got their revenge with the Bolsheviks. That was their revenge for Peter the Great booting out the central and the Western central influences, central banking influences, or the equivalent of it at that time. So we're seeing this history repeat itself right now is what we're witnessing, okay? They're waging a war. Russia's stepping in, and they have warned protesters to get off the streets and to disarm themselves. When you look at the footage of the news, the, the news is doing its classic thing of elevating up the violence, the violence. I would challenge you right now to go through the footage, and I have on a number of places, including one site that had a live streaming for over eight hours. And I want you to identify the number of instances where you see protesters carrying weapons. And the answer is I couldn't find one. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I couldn't find one. What I saw were protesters that were present. What I saw was a parliamentary building that was burning when protesters were on the outside and the parliamentary building was being guarded by guards. So I would ask you a question of how is that possible? How is it possible that the parliamentary building can be burning while the guards are standing on the outside, right? I mean, we have to start looking very critically at our world and asking those hard questions and really dig deep into what is actually going on in these narratives. Where are the pawns on the board and the, the kings and queens, so to speak, of the, of the board game are using us to fight their wars. And in the end, it's going to be whatever one of their groups in their mind assumes the most support of the people and has the most pawns left eventually, essentially. But a war is being waged on humanity in a very decisive and very aggressive way. And all of this, no one, as I've said over and over, no one in our political world is saying stop the vax. No one. In fact, there's only one other person in the public sphere openly, and I'm not denouncing, I'm not accusing anybody, other than to say that the, the, an open position other than me saying that this vax has to be stopped. It's not about, it's not about a mandate. There's way too much conversation going on about this mandate of it should be a mandate, but it should be no mandate. You get to make a choice. There's only one other person with a strong voice right now that's saying stop the vax at its core, go after pharmaceutical, and that's Dr. David Martin, who I've had on before. And if all goes well, I'll be interviewing again tomorrow for early next week. Okay? So these are important points. This is a war. You're gonna. The only way you can get to the war, to the core of it, is to stop the, the war that's being waged. And the war is being waged through the vax. It's not being waged through votes. Votes is a, de is a deception. In fact, I, I'm pretty much convinced that they've reached a certain point of vax saturation that they're satisfied with to go to their next phase. They're, this idea that this COVID thing is going to go away, if you are a believer in that, if you are a believer that Omicron is going to be the cure-all, that it's going to dissipate the COVID crisis. I'm sure we can find a real cheap piece of land with a whole bunch of swamp sewer for you down somewhere in the middle of the desert. <clears throat> the point is, it's not real. This cycle that they're putting people through is this ebb and this flow of raise expectations, lower expectations, raise expectations, lower expectations. And they're doing this ebb and flow to wear people down, to where ultimately people will want to do only one thing. They will take the vax at any cost just to end this crisis. And the narratives are going that way more and more. So they are looking, this is something else to keep in mind, and I've, I have said this for some time, 
that Dominion was a bait. It wasn't the real problem. They have been chasing Dominion and Dominion hacking and all of this for almost two years now. Well, actually, that's not fair. That's a, that's a year, right? And we've gotten nowhere. Effectively, we have accomplished nothing. But here's the deal. We have learned what Dominion's been doing. We've learned about the global integration of this. But let me just put a postulate out here for you to consider. If you controlled 20 to 30% of the population, especially in the city centers, if you were able to influence their behavior through a 5G wave because they had the right tech inside of them, very much like what these injections are doing, the hydrogel or hydrovulgaris, the nanotech, the neural links that are being built within people as this injection grows. If you could control 20 to 30% of the population through an invisible influence network, which we know as 5G, you could give everybody exactly what they want, which is paper ballots and IDs, and you would still win every election. You see where we're going? It's very critical to understand that the principle of free will, as they see it, is being taken to an end. The idea that human beings would have free will is not something that they ever want to happen again. This war that is being waged on us is a war that is so deep and so devious. Notice across this world that there is nothing that has been We're not seeing any forceful acts of injecting people. You hear the threats of it. You hear the threats of containment camps. We see photos of containment camps coming out of Australia. We see, we hear them build about building containment camps. We talk, we hear threats of them wanting to force the vaccination. I got all that. But the question that every person needs to ask is, what is actually happening in your life? What are they doing to you directly? What are they doing to you? And I think what you'll find is you ask this question, what you'll hear are answers related to what they're threatening to do to you, not what they're actually doing to you. So when de Blasio says, you have to get the injection, it's mandatory in the city. Is he making you do it? The answer is no. You're making the choice to do it. When a corporation says you have to take the vax to keep your job, it's still a choice and it's a consequence that it's a choice that you're making to choose a pathway. When a governor says we're going to mandate masks, that governor sits miles away from you. If you choose to obey that, you are obeying tyranny. And this is where this whole problem centers on is the simple fact that People have been willing to obey the mouth and the words of the tyrants. This includes the corporations. Imagine every corporation in the country where someone says, you have to, you have to prove that you've been injected. And the whole employee base says, no, we're not going to do it. So what's the company going to do? Right now, that sort of protest has happened within one industry primarily. And that's the medical industry. And they've, uh, they have fired these nurses and doctors for one specific reason. Because by downstaffing and having them staff shortage, they can do a couple things all at once in their propaganda campaign. One, they can now say that, ev- that they're having an overflow of COVID patients because, one, they're understaffed, and two, which they're not advertising, two, that they don't have, they're, they're taking down the number of incubator or, or set-aside rooms for COVID, whatever, and they've taken away the ability for doctors to openly publish or for that matter, even ask if a patient has been injected. So they turn that into, we're being overrun. We're being overrun by COVID. It's a crisis. Okay. That's a lie, but it's, it's, it's a manipulated, constructed narrative around the fact that you fired all your nurses. But here's the other thing. Now they can also blame them as they're doing, look at these unvaxxed people. Not only are they now a spreader, but they've left their post and they've left these patients vulnerable. This is the sort of narrative that they're developing. And they're doing this over and over. So it is the whole construct of the propaganda machine is about keeping people constantly in fear, constantly in fear. But they're not forcing anything. 
Fear is a very insidious disease. It is a big part of the pandemic because once you get fear, you're so blinded to see the truth. The truth is that around the world, we are not seeing, we're not seeing much action of what, of actual physical roundup. Let me give you a couple of other key examples. I'm very suspect of the images of the cons of the prison camps, whatever you want to call them, COVID internment camps in Australia and in China. And this is why every time I have seen pictures and I'm not saying I've seen all of them, but all the photos that I can find or the video clips I can find from the Australian internment camps, it's always one person and the whole thing is empty. So why is there one person? And then here's the next question. Why is their cell phone still with them? Why is the cell phone working so well in these remote areas? I'm, that means that they've built a cell phone infrastructure around these remote camps. Now, maybe they're trying to make it seem pleasant and happy. I don't know. But I'm still asking the question, are we seeing something real or are they staging these events to get the fear going in your mind? So some people would say, well, that's not the way it is in, in, in Australia. Okay, well, let's go to China. Now, how is it? I'm really asking this as a legitimate answer. How is it that China, with the most severe rules on censorship, with them under the most intense digital walls we've ever encountered, so much so it's hard even for the advanced hackers to get through it. How is it that one person inside of a Chinese internment camp for COVID has the ability to film the interaction with their captors and then send it out on the web and not get penalized? I would really like to know this. Because if you can answer how this stuff is getting out of China, you can start to answer what's really going on. It's the same question that happened in Wuhan. Wuhan, I've talked about this before, and nobody's picked up on this. China's being run by the Han. The Han have a homogeneous view of what the world should look like. Everybody should be Han Chinese or dead. That's basically what, who's running the CCP, all right? The Han are going to take you back to who was... They're going to take you back to the origins of Mao. All right. Wuhan. What was Wuhan? When Mao came into China and took over China, the nationalist Chinese, led by Chiang Kai-shek, were pushed south. Guess where they set up their headquarters? In Wuhan, China. I did a story about this a few months ago. So Wuhan has always been the home of the home bed of nationalists. And who are the nationalists? The nationalists ultimately, led by Chiang Kai-shek, moved to where? Taiwan. <laughs> are you seeing the picture now? So what did China really do in COVID? We say, well, there's like 10 million cell phones that went missing or start stopped being used. Yeah, and I, sh I almost bet you it had nothing to do with 5G or COVID. It was a nice cover story to eliminate a whole bunch of insurgents that were in the South getting ready to topple the CCP. They erased probably 10 million people. They have no problem doing that. I'm not saying they did, but that would be my conclusion, not that there was some issue with 5G. And everybody is drawing these desktop conclusions going, it's 5G. It's boiling their blood. All right, let's just take that for a minute. Let's just say that's true. Again, we are back in the most digitally censored and controlled country in the history of the world. And at this point, it's so, it's so tightened down, hardly anything gets in and out. And yet somehow, all of these these images of people dropping dead suddenly on the street and going through body wiggles can be filmed and sent out bypass the sensors. I get this as response when I've challenged it. Oh, they're using a VPN. Come on. Come on. Don't give me this ridiculous story. The Chinese that have the kind of some of the most advanced AIs in the world are going to somehow be bypassed by a little VPN. Patriots, this is the hard thinking we have to get into us again. This is where we started this movement in 2017. It was a brilliant time. And we, once again, I'm going to be honest, we've become lazy. And I'm not accusing anybody of not doing a good job, but we've become so wrapped up in COVID and so wrapped up in these other things. We have got to open our minds and dig harder. We have to ask the hard questions. It's just like asking the questions of President Trump. I know it's not comfortable, 
But if we're going to have honesty, explain the EO of 2019 that mobilized the pharmaceutical companies to start making mRNA a year and two months before the Operation Warp Speed and two months before we knew anything about the Wuhan virus. How did that coincidentally happen? And why did that coincidentally happen at the same time that the Fed was running, was trying to print more money to backstop the loss of overnight lending for banks? These are not unrelated events. Follow the money, follow the facts, because this is what happens. When we don't, we fall trapped to tyranny. When we don't, we fall trapped to an area of believing what these tyrants spew out of their mouth. Look, every time a a tyrant, which at this point I'm considering about 99% of the people in this nation in political positions to be a tyrant, and I'm talking state level and above, I think our hope in this nation, as you know very well, is at the county level. And I think there's some tremendous politics going on at the county and local level. But every time one of these politicians opens their mouth, it's basically just verbal diarrhea. They're just dumping stuff on your plate to give you fear. Look at some of the things that are happening. Oregon, Kate Brown, uh, we're going to go to mask mandates forever. (laughs) I'm like, okay, bring it. Go ahead and bring it. I'm waiting for this one. We're going to have a mask mandate for eternity. What a bunch of garbage. And, oh, it's, but it's like this, though. Here's the next qualifier. But we won't do that until March. Or we, we're going to do a vaccine passport, but we're not going to do it until July. Why? What are you waiting for? If you're going to be a tyrant, be one. Do it now. Let's see what happens. But this is why they're doing it, because every time they do it, they drop a little seed of fear in people's heads, and they go, Oh, no, please, please, no, 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 not this. If it possibly is going to happen, it's going to happen soon. I've got to go get the injection because what's their goal? Their goal is to get everybody injected. Now, here's the next piece. If they're trying to get everybody object, uh, injected, why is free will so important? Ask yourself that because they're not doing anything to you They're threatening to do things to you, and they're leading you to literally inject yourself. They're getting you to use your, they're using your fear against you to make the decision to literally inject yourself. Why is that so important? Because when you go to Kazakhstan and you go to the burning of the Masonic temples and you go to the new agreement that's been made with Qatar and the Catholic Church, to build a new world religion, all of this is about bringing everybody to a place of free will to accept the new world religion, which is what? Satan's vision of the world. And what does Lucifer need? Lucifer needs people to give up their free will and accept him by their free will because it's the only way he can bypass God's control over us. So, this thing is not about an injection. We know that. This thing is about free will. And so there's our question right there, which comes back to the title of the show, Exodus versus Tyranny. If you comply... If you let them get in your head and let them get to you and willfully comply, you are becoming a slave to their tyranny, which is leading you down a wide gate and a terminal end. And I don't exaggerate any of this. But if you make a choice to exodus, then you have to put your trust in the only leader we have, which is God. And you have to start making the push outward to follow Christ more closely and deeply to avoid their tyranny. Their tyranny is ultimately centered on one principal issue, to merge them, whatever that is, which is we know it only as a technology that's embedded in an in a injection, to hybridize our DNA and transition humans to being what they call human 2.0. That means moving us away from God. That is their fundamental approach. Everything about their mission in the fourth industrial revolution, the injection, all of this is about transhumanism and moving us into a world that is separate from God and accepts their God, their way, their way of worship. 
and all of it's going to be these great promises. It's going to be the age of reason. It's going to be it's going to be the new world love. It's going to be rainbows and, and unicorns. It's going to be all this garbage. That's what that is. And so to accept that path in any form, even if it's in your head, you're walking away from God. If we're going to defy this, then we have to make the motion outward. So to come back to the post that I read by Drew Nuremberger, he makes the comment that if we do gardens, it'll be taken over by the Fed. Okay, but here's the deal. And this is what's being missed when somebody says that. It's not one person's action. We're talking about a movement of exodus in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions. Patriots uniting to do a step away from the economy, to build an alternative economy, and to do it aggressively and simultaneously. To start everybody growing gardens, to start as many people as possible to get their home businesses and cottage industries going, to build an alternate avenue for our economics away from them. Is it easy? No. Will there be some shutdowns by feds and other things? Yes. Without a quote, without a doubt. But it's an overwhelming shift by numbers. And here's the bottom line on the whole thing, which comes back to always back to scripture. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Luke 10, 19. If we're going to walk with God, that scripture as red letter language from Christ has to be accepted as prima facie fact and truth. And the only way that is going to be is if we live it, believe it, and trust in it. It's that simple. I appreciate the comment by Drew on the site. But I would say to him if he's listening, and I would say to anybody who believes that line of thinking, you need to put more trust in Christ Jesus and to God. It's that simple. Because if you don't have that trust and you don't have that intimate relationship, you're going to fall to the trickery of, of, the, of Lucifer himself, which sits right there. We are not being obedient to a leader. Each leader, and here, listen to this one, each leader, including Obama, has brought us closer to God. God uses evil for great ways. Thanks to Obama, we realized what real evil was like. Thanks to Trump, we got an, a witness, an, a glimpse into what we as people had within us to awaken and find a deeper love and respect for God. And thanks to the loss of Trump and some of this other stuff with the vaccine, our eyes are open to realize that We've been played to a certain degree, and now we have to continue our march with the trust in Christ Jesus to find our exodus out of here. We don't know where that direction looks like. We don't know what the trials will be getting there, but this is what we do know. We're not of this world. And since we're not of this world and we're already been given the promise of life, what do you have to worry about here other than be obedient to Christ and God and follow and follow aggressively? So, it's pretty simple. We know our path. The path is Exodus. At least that's my path. And I think most of the Bard's Nation is there too. I think Bard's Nation is going to be the change agent for the world, quite frankly. Yeah, I think so. And so it's literally, we walk away from tyranny, let them threaten all they want. And they're going to, they're going to squeeze play it. You know, look at Macron. You are no longer a citizen in France if you don't get injected. I would be like this. I'm like, hooray. That means I don't have to pay 90% taxes anymore. Awesome. Thank you, Macron. What a gift. So if you're, in the, if you're French, celebrate, man. I'd be having a party tonight with some champagne and chocolate right now. That's awesome. You know, I mean, look at what they're doing. You, you, had the, you have some dork in, in uh, Quebec province today, he's a parliamentary member, telling Canada, we're going to have to go to, uh, to mandatory injections. Well, guess what? The, the head of the Alberta province today said, uh, not here. So, okay, we just, we just need that strength in people to stand up. There's a great clip uh, I don't even know if, if I can find it. I should close with this. If I can find it as we're talking. Oh, here it is. This is a great clip. I want to play it for you because, and this is about two minutes as we close up here today. I want you to hear this because this is the sort of defiance 
that we absolutely have to have if we're going to be successful. And this is a person who is totally gets it and they're, they're not playing and, and this is where we need to be. So listen to this. This is a school board meeting and this is one of the citizens in the, he's, I my guess is by what I can see is about 30 years old speaking to them. So listen to this. Seven years. I thought this was a conservative area. When I see members of the board of the schools that are in control of our children and the way they think, I'm disgusted. This is exactly why my kids are at home, homeschooled, staying away from people like you. They want to poison their minds and think that there's something they should fear. You guys are like the boogeyman. You're creating hysteria and you're creating a generation of children with social anxiety. You're going to create an entire generation of pill popping junkies. And this is going to be your doing. Because they have no idea what other people's faces and smiles look like. They're going to grow up in a world of angry, bitter people, pissed off citizens who have no idea. This mouth plays a major role in nonverbal communication. I've taken psychology classes. I went through the indoctrination camps. I got my bachelor's degree from Sac State. Okay? I went to Sierra College. I made it through. And you know what? I learned that there are people who will stand up for the kids, and there's people like you. People that pretend like you stand up for the kids because you want the paycheck, you want the cool name. You're president. Well, I'm president too, bro. We're both president of group. Congratulations. But I stand up for the kids. That's the difference. I stand up for the kids in the community. I put my life on the line for these kids. I stand up for everybody's kids in all the communities. You understand? I don't just do it on a nine to five basis. I do it Monday through Sunday, 12 to 12. These women right here, it's sad you beta males let these women lead by example. You are seen as weak, minuscule men. And I tell my boy men like you, those aren't men. You understand? You will be weak, minuscule men the rest of your lives. And I'm not going to let you influence the other boys in this community to be little cucks. You understand? This is a city of men, not betas non-gender identified people you understand okay there are men and there are women and there are betas and there's alphas and it is on the crime crap is a joke take the mask off take a deep breath go do some yoga wear your mask okay and another time our children's brains this is psychological damage and i know you're looking at me bro because you know what i'm saying it's truth you know it you're going to go home and sleep on this, and it's going to bother you. And I'll be back in two weeks, bro. I'll be back every two weeks because I own my own business. I homeschool my kids, and I can do that because no one else signs my checks. You understand? We sign your checks, and you best bet I'm going to run a boatload of people against you guys. There ain't going to be no easy-peasy election next time. You understand? There's going to be at least two or three of you for each position. It is a whitewash. You guys are toast. You will not allow for this. I don't care what you've done in your community. Because this is enough. You can go do all the good you want, but when you poison my kid's mind, it's done. Okay? You crossed the line. So I'm letting you know. We're pissed, and it's enough. There you go, Patriots. That's a Patriot. That is a Patriot. <laughs> he, just, he just racked it up, stacked it up. So when we start doing this and getting in their head, I mean, get in their head like this. He's right. They're all going to go home and they're going to be rolling this over going, oh, man, that was rough. Like, I'm now a beta male. Yeah, you're a beta male. You're a beta male. You got nothing between your legs. Matter of fact, you might as well just sign up for the snipping club, snip and tuck club because that's what you all are sitting up there doing that sort of thing that he's saying. So this is the entire point of where we're going here. This is exodus. This is not compliance to tyranny. This is exodus. And Exodus takes a backbone. Truth takes a tough walk. It's not easy to be able to sit up and go, you know what? I supported my president, but he's on the wrong path now. That's not easy, but that's a truthful statement. And it's because at the end of the day, we're talking about kids. We're talking about the future. We're talking about our parents, about our elderly in this nation. Our role, patriots, we are literally the watchers, and we better get serious about it and start doing like examples like this everywhere because the more this happens, these little crabs, we're going to find rocks to crawl under, and then we can step on the rocks and crush them because I'm done with this. So are you. These people are just, they're, they're weak. They're spineless, and they're in these positions because they're just little minuscule people that now got a little bit of power, and they think they're all going to be something. They're nothing. 
They're absolutely nothing. Every business that has been complying to tyranny needs to be reminded if they keep this stuff up, they're going to go bankrupt, and we don't care because we're building our breakaway economy. That's the exodus. Yes, it's tough. Yes, it's, it's in its nascent phases. Yes, it's like, well, I can't get this thing. I can't go to this restaurant. Big deal. I'm sorry, but, you know, God's not down here going, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you couldn't get into your Applebee's today. I'll make it up to you sometime. God's not doing that. God's like, this is a war. Buck up. I made you. Act like it. Get a spine. I gave you one of those, and I gave you a powerful brain to use. You know? And look, be that person, like I've said. Go, uh, hey, hey, God. He's like, what? Uh, can I be the guy at the elevator kicking their butt in the elevator, giving them a cup of water and a little cookie and pressing the down button? And he's going to be like, oh, okay. I, You know, I made you. And you're like, I know, I know. But you gave me the spirit of love. And, and well, maybe that's not self-control. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to be ferocious. <laughs> Let them have it, patriots. Man, I'm telling you, this is time. It ends. And the glorious thing is we can do this. There's about a, I'm going to guess there's about 10 million of these trolls sitting across earth controlling about seven and a half billion people as we understand the population. Now think about that. 10 million trolls to seven and a half billion. The last time I checked it, I'll give them a hundred million for that matter. The last time I checked those numbers, numbers are on our side. That's like saying that your team that has one string can beat a team that has 10 strings deep and they're all super top-notch players. There's no way unless you have an idiot coach. All right? This is time to step it up. 2022 is us doing restoration. And it means being bold, being heard, putting God before us in everything we do, using the power of the word, the power of scripture to light it up and to torch this place. Get these people out of office. And here's the best thing. When we start taking over communities, which we need to, and we will talk a lot about that as far as like starting to find communities where we want common patriots of common love of God to start concentrating and moving together, start thinking that way. Because once we take over the counties and we take over the cities and we start taking over all the school boards, what's the next thing we're going to do? We're going to crush the stupid unions and we're going to start dismantling the governments and we're going to start going down to small footprints and lower budgets and putting more money back in the people's pockets. And as we take over the counties, we're going to use the power of the sheriff to tell the state to take a walk and you're going to tell the feds if they step in their county, you're going to be arrested. And you're going to tell the state auditors, the tax collectors, the health health people, OSHA, you put a foot in our county, you're going to find some time behind bars. You're not welcome. That's the power of the sheriff. So, this is it. We have the power in our hands. All we have to do is use it and most importantly, follow Christ in the power that he gave us. We have dominion over all evil. Time to use it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the blessings that we get each day in all that you give, all that you provide us with, the strength, the courage. And Lord, we just, we are so, so immersed in this fire of righteousness that's now burning in our belly. Lord, we ask for that clarity to see and that path ahead of us to walk boldly in that and to literally stomp on snakes and scorpions and take dominion over evil. Lord, it's time. It's time that we are stand up into our birthright with you behind us and Christ before us to stand us strong in the face of this and to truly disperse evil in all their plans. Work through us, Lord. Bless us with all we do. We are humbled by all that is given, humbled by the sacrifices made. And we just ask as we step forward now that we truly can be that rock for others to see, that lamp on the hill for others to follow, and the salt of the earth to stir the evil and to crush it under our feet. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Time to break it rain, patriots. Making it rain. And we can. There's no question about it. We've got the numbers. We understand their game. We got it down. Now it's just a question of where we place our loyalties, with men or with God. And mine's with God. It's simple because there is a fearlessness that lives there. It is not just fearlessness. It's the absence of fear. There is no fear when you're there. And these trolls have got nothing on us. 
nothing. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Always. Make it rain with the prayers, patriots. This is the solid time to start rocking evil with prayers and praisings of God. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. He's always there with us. All we have to do is trust in him. Get intimate with your relationship. Have those conversations with God. Make it being a living, breathing conversation you have with the Lord every single day for every breath we take. He wants to be part of us. Father wants to share our glory, share our lives. Make it real. God has got a plan. He's got this down, but we're part of that plan. Never forget that. We're here in this time, in this place for such a time as this. Let's not forget that. I'll be back for Fishers of Men until then or until the next time. God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. 
We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.